It's been really interesting to me how politicians on the right are really afraid to touch the abortion issue. They are afraid because they believe that most people are pro-choice and that if they start talking about it, that they'll lose votes, they'll lose support. And recently, uh, earlier this year, the state of Idaho passed an abortion trafficking ban that has gotten criticism from both sides. And last week, there was an arrest made of a mother and a son who took a 15-year-old girl across state lines for an abortion without her parents' consent. Today, we're going to talk about that story and these laws and why it's been really critical for red states to pass laws like an abortion trafficking ban that protects children and protects the rights of parents. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast, where we break down some of the hot issues of the day. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America, which started in Washington State as Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen who are working hard to encourage, empower, educate, and equip citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action than con- that can create change in their local community, their state, and even on a federal level. You can learn more about our organization, the work that we're doing, and how you can support us and get involved by visiting our website at conservativeladiesofamerica.com. That's conservativeladiesofamerica.com. If you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you probably know that I am a huge advocate for the unborn. And I really feel strongly about protecting the unborn and fighting against the evil agenda that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy children in the womb, the safest place on the planet for these tiny human beings. And so, of course, this Idaho law, this abortion trafficking ban, I covered this when it was first passed last spring, and I recently saw that there was an arrest made on Friday for a mother and her son who had trafficked a young 15-year-old girl from Idaho to Oregon to get an abortion. And I, someone tagged me on Twitter yesterday to show me a Substack article that was written about this case. And I was reading it and it kind of just didn't sit right with me. And so I, I woke up this morning and wanted to dig into it and kind of find, find out what the facts were on this. And it's an interesting story and not interesting. It's kind of horrifying actually, but it, I wanted to talk about it with you all today because one of the things that really drives me nuts, it's a huge pet peeve of mine is how people on the right really stray away from the abortion issue. They, especially in Washington state where I come from, the Republicans don't want to touch it because it's settled law and people are pro-choice. And I, I agree. I think that for the most part, people in a lot of these leftist states are, quote, pro-choice. But I don't think that most of those pro-choice people are pro-abortion. And what I mean by that is a lot of those pro-choice people are kind of of the Bill Clinton thought of safe, legal, and rare. They're not in support of abortion on demand at any time for any reason, really as a means of birth control. They're not really in favor of what the left is doing to really advance this abortion agenda. 
And one note that I want to share with you of what I've noticed in Washington state, and I haven't really looked too far beyond the West Coast to see if this is happening in other places like New York and Michigan and other states, I would presume that it is. But in on the West Coast, what they are doing with the abortion legislation is they are packaging it with the so-called gender affirming care and they're making it kind of into into one issue and they're really focusing on minor children and with this law in idaho this abortion trafficking ban they are doing this this is they say it's in response to the overturning of roe v wade from june of 2022 and you might know that Idaho does ban abortions. I'm not sure if it's altogether or if it's at six weeks. I don't know the exact details and I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. But they do have a ban on abortion. And this trafficking ban is really to protect children. People are all up in arms about, you know, people on the left, I should say, are all up in arms about this law. But I think it's really reasonable. And I think most sane people would agree that it's not right for people to be taking a minor child from their home state without their parents' consent so that they can get an abortion. And when this first popped up on my radar yesterday, someone tagged me on Twitter of a Substack article that had been written about this. And I was reading it and it kind of wasn't making sense. And I didn't really know anything about the author. And so I thanked them for the tag and said, I'm going to look into this. So when I woke up this morning, I started digging in. And the author of the Substack that I had been tagged in yesterday what is is very much a leftist and the substack is called abortion every day and this is the title of her article is idaho's first abortion trafficking arrest i will link this substack for you in the show notes so you can go read it for yourself if you would like but she makes it sound like all of this was really on the up and up and this mother and her son were trying to help his girlfriend who's only 15 and he's 18 but when you actually dig into the facts of this story, it's very concerning. So the girl herself and her mother reported this to the authorities. This happened back in May when Caden Swainston, who's the 18-year-old, and his mother, Rachel, she's 42, they're from Pocatello, Idaho. They took her from Idaho into Oregon to uh, get a chemical abortion, so to take the abortion pills. Uh, they re, uh, started this investigation back in June when the girl, the 15-year-old girl and her mother contacted the police to place a report on this. So the the boy, Caden, the man, he's 18, uh, has been charged with rape, second degree, second degree kidnapping, and three counts of producing child sexually exploitive material. Um, all of these are felonies. His mom, Rachel, was charged with second degree kidnapping, trafficking in methamphetamine. We'll get to that. Two counts of possession of controlled substance, one each for possessing fentanyl and psychedelic mushrooms, and one count of harboring a wanted felon, all felonies following the investigation. The investigation began to unfold on June 18th when a woman contacted Pocatello police to report that her 15-year-old daughter had been raped and subsequently taken to Bend, Oregon for an abortion without her permission. 
The 15-year-old girl participated in a forensic interview at a local child advocacy center on August 2nd, during which time she disclosed that a consensual relationship, sexual relationship, she engaged in with Caden when he was age 17 continued after he turned 18 years old. The girl told the investigator that shortly after Caden turned 18, she discovered that she was pregnant and she was happy about the pregnancy, though Caden was not and demanded that she get an abortion. The girl also told police that on May 18th, Rachel, the mom, rented a car and traveled with her and Caden to Bend, Oregon, where the teenage girl received an abortion, according to the police. The teenage girl has provided police with a copy of the medical work that she received after the abortion. The police also obtained search warrants for Caden and Rachel's phone records, which showed that they traveled to North Bend on May 18th. So everything's starting to add up. The teenage girl also provided police permission to forensically extract data from her cell phone, which resulted in police finding the video and three photos that were that depicted Caden and the teenage girl engaging in various sex acts. Now, it goes on to say that um, during the execution of the search warrant, police located over 40 grams of meth in Rachel's room and also arrested a man that was staying in her storage shed. Who he this So this guy in the storage shed is named Rick Parsons. He was re- arrested on an outstanding felony warrant for felony uh, meth trafficking charges. Both the mother and her son were charged, arrested, and booked, and then they were released on Friday on their own recognizance. They're due back in court on November 7th, so next week, uh, to have preliminary hearings. Now, if you're a parent of a 15-year-old girl, does this story not horrify you? And when I read this story, I think about This is the one we know about. These are the people that got caught. This is the girl who told her mom. How many times is this happening and nobody's getting caught and they're getting away with it and these young girls are suffering in silence. They're harboring this secret. They're not telling their parents and they will have to live with that the rest of their lives. Now imagine, so this girl was happy that she was pregnant and maybe she would have kept the child or maybe she would have given the child up for adoption had she had the opportunity to have a conversation with her parents. Maybe they would have chosen life and this child could have lived. But instead, she was trafficked over to Oregon against, I, I it sounds like she went willingly, so I shouldn't say against her will, but against her parents, even ha- even having the knowledge of it. And against, you know, they didn't consent to it for sure. And this mother of the boyfriend is, you know, got, has got all these, this meth and fentanyl that horrifies me as a mother of, I have three daughters and this story horrifies me. I can't even imagine my 15 year old daughter in a situation like this, probably feeling helpless. You know, you're the young one, you're the pregnant one. You're keeping this secret from your parents. You don't know who to trust. You don't feel like you have anyone to trust. And this is what states like Washington, California, Oregon, New York, this is what all of their laws are setting up for. In Washington state, passed this year was House Bill 1469. And so if this girl had been brought into Washington state, 
Washington state law now says we don't have to cooperate with the investigation going on in Oregon. And so all of this that had transpired, I don't know if they're communicating with Oregon. I didn't see that in the article, which I'm linking in the show notes. But all of this stuff that's going on and Washington laws would prevent law enforcement in Washington and, and other people in Washington from cooperating with the investigation in Idaho that would protect this young girl. And California, I know, has a similar law to Washington's House Bill 1469. And these are dangerous things for kids. And it ha- you have to ask yourself, why? Why are they doing this? Well, it is not because they're dumb and they don't understand and they don't understand that these kinds of things are going to happen. They very much know that these things are going to happen. This is a very evil and very meticulously planned agenda. It is a Marxist agenda. And if you listen to my last episode, I talked about the book, Hide Your Children by Liz Wheeler. Highly recommend you get that book and read it because she talks about um, Margaret Sanger and the abortion agenda and, and the roots of Marxism with, with the abortion movement. And this is all part of that. This is not a new idea. This is a decades long, maybe century even, of this plan getting into, you know, put, putting this plan into our government processes. Their entire goal is to destroy the nuclear family So if you take this particular case, you have alienated this child from her parents. She has killed her unborn baby. She's going to carry this trauma with her for the rest of her life into all of these situations. And will she have more children? Can she have more children? We know that there are risks with abortion. What if, you know, this was a chemical abortion, so she had the abortion pills. But what if it had been, you know, a surgical abortion where it, and it had gone wrong or it had done damage to her because it wasn't a reputable person or there are risks with abortion that can have permanent consequences for women and make them sterile. Those are risks that are involved here. And that's very much what the left wants to happen. And they want to protect the people like this mother and her son who are doing this kind of thing. They want to protect them from any kind of accountability within the law. And it's very scary. And I realize that most people aren't aware of these laws. And a lot of people who are don't really want to understand the reality of it and the magnitude of it and how much this is going to grow and infiltrate our society even more than it has. I think we're going to see this increase exponentially in our country, which is why it's so important for red states to build the firewalls. And I talked about this with my friend Todd Herman, which I'll link the episode that we did last week on red state firewalls, but you have Washington, California passing laws like Washington's house bill 1469, which protects the the traffickers in this case and Idaho passing the ban on trafficking and they're very contradictory laws, but you got to have red states that are taking action on a legislative level to combat these laws that the blue states are passing, we're going to start seeing 
a lot of cases like this where these kids are being taken from their home state without their parents' knowledge or consent for services like an abortion or the so-called gender-affirming care, and there's going to be some kind of damage done, and the parents are going to go try to fight it, and you're going to see conflicts within the states that, that have these opposing laws, and I think it's going to get very ugly. But I don't see any way out. I think we have to get through it and we have to, hopefully it will open the eyes of people who aren't maybe paying attention to everything that's going on. They just want to live their lives. They just want things to be normal. They don't really want to know how bad it is. But if we don't wake up and as I say all the time, we've got to engage. We've got to be informed and we've got to be engaged, whether that's, you know, speaking at a uh, legislative hearing, speaking against some of these laws, just knowing what they are so that you can communicate with your child and protect your child. As I was looking up information on this story, I came across an article of the California Legislative Women's Caucus. They have a bill package for 2022 and 2023. That is 17, 17 different abortion bills. What could you possibly need 17 different abortion bills? And we're talking about California, like California already has a lot of abortion bills on the books. How could they possibly need 17 more? This is very evil. It is a satanic agenda. And if regular people aren't willing to stand up and speak up, this is going to be so much worse than it already is. And we have a Republican party that is afraid to talk about abortion because they're afraid that if they say they're pro-life, then they'll lose votes or they'll lose support. With this kind of evil, how can you be anything but completely opposite of it? 17 different bills for abortion. Where are the Republicans? Why are they not standing up? If People were educated, even the pro-choice people were educated about 17 different bills. They would probably say, hmm, that's a little bit overboard. I was okay with safe, legal, and rare. 17 bills for abortion? We need to educate people. We need to be talking about this. We need Republicans and just sane people uh, that are involved in politics and government to be talking about this and to be educating people. We need people like you who are hearing the sound of my voice right now to talk to your friends about this because this is getting so much worse. We are going to have, uh, we already have a crisis and the crisis is going to get far worse than it already is. But there's, it's not without hope. I mean, if we can wake people up, if we can get people talking about this and taking action and standing up against this, we can win this fight. And, you know, as a mother of three daughters, as I read this story, as I hear about this, it breaks my heart for that 15 year old girl because she must have felt really helpless um, in that situation. And thank God that she went to her mom and they've been able to bring this to the authorities and, and hold the, the mother and her son accountable. But how often does that not happen? And my heart grieves for these young girls who are going to have this huge weight that they have to carry with them through life 
possibly alone because they're not sharing the secret. They have this shame that's so deep. And so I just want to really just encourage you again to, you know, be informed, read this stuff and share it. Even if you are pro-choice and all your friends are pro-choice, but y'all probably agree. I hope people agree that taking someone else's child, an innocent child without their knowledge or consent and doing a horrific act like this on a child who wanted to keep this baby. And there are so many other options and this is not, this is not the way. I know this is a heavy story today. It seems like that's kind of the norm in our world right now, but I am committed to informing people and educating people about what's going on. And I hope that you are too. And if that's the case, I would love it if you would share this episode with some of your friends. If you would like and subscribe to the podcast, that certainly helps. And I look forward to seeing you again next time. 